The Witchuation Room is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Hello there, and welcome to The Witchuation Room. We're reading The Witcher series by Andrzej Sapkowski. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Micah Sparkman. And today we've got a special guest. And I'm Brandon Sullivan. And today we're talking about the fourth short story in the book Sword of Destiny, which is called A Little Sacrifice. Previously, our titular witcher got a crash course in investment economics as he and Dandelion tagged along on a case of identity theft. Now, in our world, that usually means someone got your name, your social security number, it's like taking out credit cards, but in Geralt's world, they steal your actual soul. But honestly, it sounds worse than it is. The Doppler imposter used insider trading to make a fuckload of money, and apparently that's not illegal there, so game on, right? <laughs> yeah, it's very... Uh, <laughs> it feels very realistic, right? Like, he committed all these crimes, but then he made a huge amount of money, so everybody's just sort of like, oh, they're okay yeah, with it. It's like he's in Congress <laughs> or something, right? I, I thought this was a fantasy. I, I didn't know this was a real <laughs> right, world. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, in the end, everyone gets rich. Geralt gets money for a new coat, and they all go to a brothel. A happy ending for everyone, literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, a little sacrifice. So Geralt is out on a boat doing some translation for a duke and a mermaid who are in love? Question mark? Yeah, but things don't go swimmingly. Hey! They disagree over who should transform for whom. Which is, this is good stuff. Like this, I'm glad that they're working this out before the, the wedding. You know? <laughs> this, is, this is important. This is an important like, conversation to have, you know? I, I like that they established some early things like guarantees exist in this world. Because he's like, yeah, I can get a potion. It's guaranteed to turn you into having legs. You'll just suffer for like three days. <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, there's a sea witch. And you're like, wait, there's mermaids? So there's a, a whole sea witch? Like there's a whole other thing going on down there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the ocean's a big place, right? Yeah, and her thing, it doesn't even hurt when you do it, right? She's <laughs> better than potions confirmed. Jeff, yeah. I'm really disappointed that you missed the entire first paragraph where we're just talking about mermaid titties. <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah. come on. They are so, described in intimate detail. They are. So, so uh, to start off this story, my guest on this, I've learned something about myself mm-hmm. with these stories. Is uh, that a latent fetish for mermaids, of uh, course. Absolutely. Yeah. Total fish fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not a huge reader, but I, so I do a lot of, of audiobooks, and I don't do a, tend to do a lot of uh, rereading. But I forgot how horny these stories are, and just like right off with titties oh, yeah. right at the beginning, and like I oh, just yeah. erased the pure horniness of these stories to, for all the fun <laughs> fancy bits. So I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. Whew, green titties right off the start. Yeah, is there a story where he doesn't fuck? Uh, I think the one with the duovel, he didn't have oh, sex with anybody. Wait, sex with anybody? Yeah. Wait, wait. Did he have sex with the? No, no, he didn't. Mm, yeah, no, he didn't. Unless, I mean, I mean well, he had like a dragon orgy in, the, in two stories ago. Yeah, that is true. Or, yeah, force him in a tub. And, and I kind of feel like at the end of the duovel story, there's the subtext is that they all banged afterwards. Am I, I, did I miss? Did I think we all are you on that one. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I feel like it. Didn't the series literally start with some priestess mm-hmm. like slapping him with her titties while yes. he was sleeping? Yes, That's absolutely. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I mean, uh, it, it's a very common start story start. Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. But now yeah. green titties. Perfect <laughs> ones. does rate the the boobage of, of every woman he meets. It's noticeable. Mm-hmm. But this whole conversation doesn't go very well. I mean, you know what? The mermaid's just looking for some equity there, but this duke refuses to drown himself for her. I, okay, if you were in love with a merfolk, mm-hmm. would you 
expect them to change for you or would you change for them? What would you, what would you pick? Well, there is one critical part of this that I just alluded to. They don't, they mentioned that he will get a fishtail, but he won't be able to breathe underwater. <laughs> oh. oh dear. <laughs> I also think that they, they may be sexually incompatible, which I mean in like a very biological sense. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. talks about they that. They talk about that later. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah. where am I going to put my eggs? Yeah. Yeah. I like <laughs> that she calls it out. She's like, I'm super fertile, dude. What's up? I'm ready to lay eggs everywhere and have you do your business all yeah. over them. Yeah, he has to be willing to spray his fish jizz all over them and he just can't <laughs> do it without fish parts. It's called fizz. Yeah, it's sorry. <laughs> but they, Geralt doesn't translate that part, right? Like, it just, it's all going so fast, he doesn't get around to that part, like, by the way you can have sex with her. Well, I mean, like, I have, I have a feeling that he knows that that's not gonna, that's not gonna translate well, right? Okay, point of order. Why does she have magnificent breasts if she's not a mammal and she does not suckle her babes? Because they're hot. It's for fun. Uh, I assumed it was, I assumed it was for the normal way of luring men to their death in the ocean. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. That would do she, it. Because she's yeah. the good kind of mermaid, the, the woman top, the fish bottom. So the way I do also Which want appealing. Uh, another good part I have right at the beginning, they're like, we can catch her in nets, right? And he's like, no, no, no. There's like probably a Kraken down there. And like, nobody knows if he's full of shit or not. He just like states it as a fact. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because as soon as he says there might be a Kraken, the the skipper grabs his backside? Do krakens anally rape people? <laughs> well, I mean, like, if, if they don't consent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our tentacles, is there just going to be like a tentacle coming out of the water? Like, boop! <laughs> <laughs> That's what krakens are into. Japan would say yes. Uh, yeah. Keep an eye on the waves. Yeah. Yeah, where do you think the, the, the tentacle thing, thing in Japan came from? It's from... The Kraken. I've never wondered about that. <laughs> I spent no time on that. And now you know anyway. <laughs> this whole bit with the mermaid is really funny, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's probably great. the funniest thing that's happened in the series so far. It, it, it's like, well, it's like this. It's just like really otherworldly negotiation. The Witcher's just like in the middle of it, trying to, you know, just like clearly knows this isn't going to work out. It's just like this is what's happening, man. You yeah, know, this is just like, my job. This is not a Witcher's job, really. You know, <laughs> but whatever. He's he's doing it. He needs the money. I appreciated how like equitable her role was again. Like the hell, fuck you! Like I'll get yeah. in the water. Like hey, yeah. What? yeah, of course. Change for me. Come on. <laughs> so later, Geralt and Dandelion are skint uh, on account of uh, Geralt not getting paid for yeah. this Witcher thing because uh, because the the Duke didn't get what he wanted out of it, and Dukes suck. Yeah, I, I do appreciate that Dandelion didn't let his lack of actually being there prevent him from composing a ballad about it, which is. <laughs> Very much like the story of the Little Mermaid. <laughs> also, did you see there was a reference to seducing a redheaded and mute girl? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's like Ariel. Ariel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently also, the whole reason that Geralt was out there translating Mermish to English was because they're both currently out of money, which is a, a problem for a Witcher, right? Yeah, they they got in a brawl with some uh, haters of non-humans. Forest Nazis? Forest Nazis, that's what yeah, they are. Yeah. Rangers, just wandering on the, in the woods. They suck. And uh, Dandelion's mouth, as is, as is known as his typical, wrote some big checks that Geralt's sword had to cash, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you start to wonder why Geralt hangs around with this guy. Uh, Although, not necessarily. I mean, he's a lot of fun, right? Like, <laughs> like for a guy like Geralt, like... He doesn't. He needs the. He needs the laughs, right? It's yeah. pretty boring without him. Like every time Dandelion shows up, he turns into a much better person, <laughs> like a much more interesting person. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So then a guy shows up and requests Dandelion services at his daughter's wedding as a second bard. A second bard. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because they're broke, they pretty much have to do it. Free food and lodgings and a little walking around money, right? Yeah. Uh, and I guess it, 
I mean, Geralt's not doing anything at this wedding, but he gets a cut of the money, I suppose. It's just, just uh, I, I think the sideshow too, too right? Yeah. Fun. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that he gets gets paid, but you know, I, I feel like while they're traveling together, they kind of help each other out. Yeah, you know, whoever's got money. It's very like I don't know. Feels like classic Americana, like the hobos traveling together, looking out for each other. You know. Yeah, I really like it when it's money. just the two of them wandering around and like mm-hmm. getting into misadventure. Yeah. <laughs> so they're at the event, and uh, Dandelion and Essie Davin, aka Little Eye, are old comrades, buddies. What do you call it? Colleagues. Colleagues. Maybe? Colleagues, yeah, yeah. colleagues and like uh, acquaintances. Yeah. yeah. It, it, but you know, the love name Little Eye is ironic. Sort of like Little John is a big ass dude. Mm-hmm. She she's has got, big ass eyes. She's got a big. I was expecting her to have one eye. I was. It was yeah. so too into it, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, like, oh no!" It's just, and it's even like, like her eye is covered up by her hair, and then like the hair blows away, and it's just another eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the hair blew, blew away to reveal a oh a second totally uh, yeah. Same, yeah. same same size eye. Yeah, <laughs> very big buildup for no reason at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but they greet each other as is barred fashion with insults. You know, yeah. it's great. But they're buds. Yeah. And then the Duke shows up, and there's another job for Geralt. A pearl diving crew has gone missing slash massacred. Uh, somebody knocked out all their blood and made them disappear. <laughs> Sounds like legit Witcher work, to be honest, you know? Yeah, and he needs somebody to go help him out. Uh, but apparently he would, we wouldn't have taken this job on normally, but he made a deal with Dandelion that because Dandelion did this uh, wedding as second bard, yeah. Geralt has to take any job that's put in front of him, <laughs> no matter what. That's a break. That's like that, that's a bad deal. This is a like, bad deal. Like Dandelion has to take any job means he has to sing in like a, a crappy place. Geralt taking a bad job means what? He has to go to the center of the earth and kill magma creatures or something. He might Not have to sing. wrestle a kraken. <laughs> yeah. Not just sing in a bad place. Sing second in a bad place. Oh, <laughs> the big because like, he really goes on about how hurt his pride is to play second. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just trying to remember with the. Uh, he wouldn't take the job. He wouldn't order to take the job because it would involves like sea stuff, right? That's what was holding him back. He, he's definitely nervous about being on the ocean. He doesn't know as much. Yeah, he yeah. talks about it later when he's when he's chatting with uh, Essie about like witchers. They're not built for ocean fighting, you know. Which makes his cracking comment earlier even more hilarious because he doesn't know because he's just making it he's up. Like, yes, okay. There's crackings, I assume. Like I, I kind of want this day to be over, so you get you shouldn't do that. There's monsters or whatever. <laughs> But yeah, I thought that was interesting. He talks about how, this is later, but that the witchers were created during the colonization, whatever that is, mm-hmm. to, uh, to take care of all the monsters or whatever, but they just don't work in the water because the things in the water are bigger. Uh, that's, that's neat. I, I want to learn more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh, I don't know if he did intend it, in, intentional, but he, he does a, a very good job of the short stories of dropping kernels. Mm-hmm. Kernels of world building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But I, I've always found the the Witcher world, you know, from the games and, and here in the books, kind of fascinating because it's it's a familiar fantasy setting with totally unfamiliar rules and and, and artifacts and and creatures. You know, yeah. I enjoy it. So Geralt and Essie got off on the wrong foot for some reason. Uh-huh. I think it's it just like right away Geralt is really rude to her uh, because he he doesn't have his emotions in check or something. I think he was very much like just doing Geralt, and she was like, "Dude, you're a dick," and he's like. I know, right? <laughs> he's, he's a dick, you know? And, and I prefer the term mutant. <laughs> she calls him on his shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, but then afterwards, while Dandelion is singing, Geralt goes to make up with Essie, and they they make out a bit. They yeah. smooch. I mean, so he got off on the wrong foot, now he's getting off on the right foot, if you know what I mean. You know, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, but she's like, they, I mean, make out, and she's they're, they're making out a little bit, and she's like, actually, no. Well, it's, it's like, she's not looking for a one-night stand... 
And he's not even sure what the fuck he's looking for. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm like, just a witcher. I found it a little bit hard to follow. I felt like she wasn't not into it. Just sort of the moment passed. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it felt very strange. And I, it, the, the being mean to her at the beginning felt very much like the kid being mean to a girl he likes on the playground. And then goes in for the kiss. And then she's like, actually, never mind. He's like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was also hard for me to follow, too. Like, the, the reasoning, the why are we doing this, what's happening here. Yeah. Why is everybody not into this all of a sudden? I mean, I, I think she is into him, but I think she's she knows his deal, which is like I'm gonna fuck some maiden and then like bail, right? And she's like, that's not what I'm that's not what I'm about, you know? Yeah. Uh, then later, as Geralt and Dandelion bed down, uh, Geralt just starts insulting Dandelion. <laughs> this was the most bro conversation. Like the, the Dandelion is just like needling the shit out of totally him for like half an hour. He, Deadline has Geralt dialed in. <laughs> I know, I know. He like, he like, he's he he doesn't fully understand the situation, but he totally gets Geralt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if Geralt's like insulting him. Danny likes, oh well, you just you're just messed up because that girl kind of likes you and you don't know what to do with that and you're you're feeling all you're all in your feelings about it. And Geralt's like, you're the shittiest part ever. I hate you. <laughs> shut up. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> I believe he said, you know, fuck all, Dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dandelion knows all fucks. <laughs> uh, I, I thought this was pretty enjoyable. I liked how Dandelion just didn't rise to it at all. He just nope. completely ignored it and just kept kept hitting him. Kept hitting him in the weak spot. Because Dandelion knows, right? Like, yeah, he, I, he knows Geralt probably better than anyone. I feel like Dandelion sees Geralt like, kind of like we see Geralt. Like, this guy is ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This guy is not like the, the cold-hearted badass killer or whatever that he appears to be, you know? He's just some weirdo. Yeah, and, and and also I think Dandelion like is impervious to like he's used to dealing with people who know how to insult people. So anything Geralt said, he's like, okay, kid. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I've been thrown out of better places. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and then the next morning, Geralt and Essie are walking by the sea romantically. Yeah, you know, I gotta say, she is surprisingly knowledgeable about monsters. Like, the, like the. I could feel Geralt like getting a stiffy as she was as they were walking. She was like, "Oh yeah, I used to be in the ocean. Oh they, yeah, these are the monsters that are out there, and that's how you deal with them." And he was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." Yeah. Uh, and this is where we learn about the Witcher's problem with sea monsters, outside of Witcher expertise, just not built for ocean combat. Yeah, because they can't breathe underwater. I guess I don't know. Just a minor problem, like you know. Being unable to move or swim efficiently or yeah. breathe underwater. Yeah. yeah, just not 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 their design, right? Like I kind of wonder who uh, who made them and if those people that made them were like had were focusing on sea exploration or whatever. Would they would the wishers all have gills and stuff or were they probably have like wished up some fishes to make them witcher fishes fishers whatever fishers <laughs> just fish, little fish with like gray hair <laughs> right yeah like wishes. yellow slit eyes w- wishes wishes they probably look like wishers because those are really frowny mm. but then white hair yeah 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 join us next time on the fishuation room <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, the the duke shows up. He's still very grouchy. Because Geralt's not able to get to sea because none of the sailors would go out there because the last ten sailors that went out there exploded in a bunch of blood. And it turns out that just makes the fishers a little apprehensive about Superstitious. Yeah, you know, <laughs> come on, guys. In this part, I think they go through a couple of monsters and they're like, no, it, they, the whole thing was covered in blood. Like, why would they waste all that delicious blood? <laughs> yeah, because there's lots of other things that just love eating sailors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Duke bickers with Geralt and Essie. Uh, the Duke sucks, and, and Essie kind of lets him have it a bit. 
Let's see. But this is where he talked about the Duke says like, yeah, well, they'll be a lot more willing to go out there when they start starving, right? This yeah. is where the whole time I was trying to place what this Duke reminded me of, and he's giving me uh, the Lord Fairquat from Shrek. Yeah. Just yeah. like, yeah, so uh, several of you will die, and that is inconvenient, but fine for me. It is a risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the mermaid shows up and, uh, and tells Geralt, to, Geralt to, to stay away from the ocean, stay away from that spot where yeah. the people die. She's, like, upset about it. She's like, this is not a place for you, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not for you. And but uh, then talking to Essie, Geralt concocts a plan to wait for the tide to go out and just walk out there. Yeah. This is a bad plan. Yeah. <laughs> they also don't address, like, this place isn't very far away. He could walk there. Like, the fishermen are like, well, I guess we ran out of stuff here. Let's go 50 feet to the right. And apparently that's, like, forbidden to them, but nobody told them. So they've just been, like, farming the side like yeah, well that's uh, they probably feet? just move, moving down the beach right as yeah. they as they fish out the areas and they hit this one i think i remember them saying that the dragon's fang or whatever the, that that thing is it, there there are stories attached to it already so mm-hmm. maybe people just didn't stick or, they didn't want to go there but it's like it's a, a gentle stroll away from the village's <laughs> first place mm-hmm. well that is true uh, also i want to point out that essie speaks the elder speech better than Geralt, mm-hmm. and he's just like <laughs> it really does it for Geralt. Yeah. Oh, he's he's into her. Uh, you know, he doesn't know how to deal with his feelings, but he's into her. You'll be happy to know. And I played it before with the recording, the audiobook. They do some funny singing that when Essie does her elder speech, she finds an even differenter tone. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate the the audiobook narrator for going all in on the on the singing voices. Yeah. So later, uh, Geralt and Dandelion go out on the title flat. And I think Geralt literally brings Dandelion to, to slow down the monsters, right? <laughs> I, I was wondering about this, it's like, straight up bait. <laughs> I, can, yeah. I can never tell if, like, when you're in monster hunting mode, if it's better or worse to have Dandelion there. But I think you're right. I think he makes good bait. Like, he's loud, and he's just not paying attention to anything, and, like, monsters are like, I can eat that. Well, that's, that's exactly what happens. Like, exactly Geralt doesn't happens. find the monsters. Dandelion does. Dandelion yeah. steps right on him. Yeah, because he's looking for, uh, at first he's looking for just a present for Essie, because it's her birthday. Uh, and then he's like, no, I'm going to get rich. I'm going to go find some pearls. So he just starts scooping up random shit off the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> the also, also, he's a witcher with all his senses. Like, they smelled that bad smell for a long time. They didn't know what rotting humans are like. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if it was rotting humans. I think it might just have been, like, detritus. Well, they the found ocean. a bunch of skulls. Yeah, yeah. remember, remember yeah. the crabs were eating all the, all the oh, body yeah, parts? Right. Like, you guys should know what a body smells like. <laughs> like <laughs> And then when they get to the spot, which is kind of the, the continental shelf or whatever, the shelf area where it drops down into the deep water, they find a great marble steps, a staircase oh. leading down into the darkness. This is great. It's so evocative. It's so cool. This is like, this is like uh, Lovecraftian, like, cosmic horror stuff, right? Like, yeah. this is where Cthulhu lives. It's like the, the temple under the ocean or something. Yeah, and, and Geralt says something along the lines of, stay away from those steps, Dandelion. And Dandelion does the exact opposite of that. <laughs> He's like, this is so cool. Look at all this stuff. And he jumps down on the first step. Yeah, like, like the entire time they're walking, Dandelion is just like stream of consciousness talking about everything that's happening yeah, around Oh, him. it's a little fish. <laughs> that's great. That's why I loved the, the lead up to this because it felt very movie-like. Like, just like you could feel the dread buildings. They're like, okay, we're walking out and the ocean current is like kind of creepy and it's weird. Yeah. We found the body, the boat full of blood. Oh, wait, we found a bunch of skulls. Okay, that's like creepy level two. Mm-hmm. We found some bodies full of crabs. Okay. okay. It's getting creepier. Yeah. Okay, there's a stair in the ocean. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and Dandelion's just jabbing away the whole time. Oblivious, right? Yeah. <laughs> Straight up like a movie setup, like mm-hmm. it's done very well to like creep me out the whole way. And then it gets even creepier because there's a bell. 
How does a bell work underwater? A bell tolls. I, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this actually. How a bell tolls underwater? A bell would just work underwater, right? Well, it vibrates. It makes yes, a noise. you can hit a bell, but it doesn't like ring in the same way. Why it's also it? uh, because the vibrations are, are suppressed by the, the the liquid. But there's sound in the water. Right? No, no, you're right. It yeah. just won't. It won't. It won't vibrate as long because the like the. Well, the, the, is the it medium. the knocker? What's the little thing inside of bell? The clapper. The clapper. Yeah. Clapper. <laughs> <laughs> the clapper wouldn't swing as hard, so it wouldn't go as far, too. That's the problem, is you're trying to wave it underwater, the clapper is also... So I, I assume a fish man is hitting it with a hammer. Well, I, that's uh, what I was yeah, thinking about. Like, imagine trying to strike something with a hammer, uh, hammer underwater. You have a lot of resistance you're it's working a, through. It's a fish hammer, Mikey. He hits it with another fish. Uh, no, you're right. <laughs> it's a fish through the, the water very easily. With a hammerhead shark. Oh. So, yes. Fish they are, people. They're set upon by fish guys. Yeah, not oh, mermaids. Geez. Fish people. They have legs. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why do they? Whatever. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry about <laughs> why it. Why do they need a staircase? Yeah. <laughs> That's also a good point. <laughs> <laughs> because they have legs. So they can they walk. walk on their staircase. Yes, fish dudes with, with swords that, that attack Dandelion and Geralt, and Geralt has to fight them, and the water fills with blood, and it's very violent and scary. Yeah, these fish people don't you, don't play around either. They're like good fighters. You, you can't know? pass over the fish people. Like they have these weird, creepy eyes and mm-hmm. copper. Like, do they mine? Do they know metallurgy? Yeah, like they, yeah. They, yeah, they, they, they have, they have like tortoise shell ar- tortoise shell armor. Like mm-hmm. they're so cool and creepy. And that's like what that's why one, this story is probably like my favorite because like the entire thing. Like I, I have a thousand questions about these guys. Yeah, yeah a thousand yeah. questions about their little civilization. This yeah. does what all great fantasy does, in my opinion, where it, it sets out these ideas that are really interesting, and then it doesn't explain them. Yeah. It explains them enough so you know what's going on, but not so much that you get bored and it feels prosaic. I love it because he goes on all those proses about the sea, the sunken city and like there's this whole army down there and all this creepy stuff with like the sunken world and these creepy dudes like a stroll away from like some dumb fishermen who <laughs> just <laughs> never bothered to go over there, I guess. Yeah, I mean like there's a whole other race of humanoids that nobody's ever heard of and it's just like down the street. Yeah, Dandelion talks about how this is East, <clears throat> the YS, I don't know how you say that, is East. Yeah, so, somewhat... Is, Probably like a, you know their own like Lovecraftian horror city, right? A sunken city or whatever with nightmares. I yeah, with another civilization, an incomprehensible fish civilization, yeah. living down there, and that's that's the rumor. Uh, it's a lost city full of monsters. But yeah, they're attacked and they run away. Um, Gerald gets in a, a sword fight with apparently like the, the the best swordsman of the fish people. We don't know that. I mean, he might just be some dude, right? Well, they he, think he have a lot of good swordsmen. Gerald kills the first two right away, and then this one guy is like really good. That's true. That's true. So I, I like to imagine that he's you know the best swordsman ever. He's the Gerald of the fish people. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's the he's the fish witcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the fish people fighting to train? <laughs> the fish people. What? They're fish probably people? like super warlike, you know. Yeah, but they have tribes. And How stuff? are they keeping their weapons sharp all the time? Uh, don't they get? Does metal get corroded in seawater? It depends on the metals. Does. Okay. Yeah. Well, they didn't have bronze. They had copper. It was the same thing. Is it copper? Oh yeah, yeah. copper totally uh, corrodes, right? Yeah. yeah. Gold? No, gold too soft. Uh, I don't hmm. know. Maybe it's fish copper, right? Yeah, that's probably it's probably fish copper. Fuck. That's a good point. I didn't think <laughs> yeah. about that. Uh, but they're they're also saved as they're trying to escape by the yeah. mermaid. They almost don't make it. Yeah. yeah. The mermaid mermaid appears. On a dolphin? Riding on a dolphin. Mm-hmm. And she still has beautiful breasts. Oh, so no, yeah, Gerald right. takes the time to note that. If I remember, I don't know if we're all the way through, but it's they, 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 in the story, he charms, assets, and breasts. Like, he, he goes to a thesaurus for boobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think he ever actually says boobs, but like... Breasts, you know. sorry. Breasts, assets, and charms. No, I mean, I, th- yeah. I think he, he missed an opportunity. Attributes. To yeah, attributes, yeah. Attributes, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, 
How does a mermaid ride a dolphin? Side saddle. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. The mermaid can do that? You just put the tail to the side. How do you even stay on a dolphin that I way? I assume just like grabbing the fin, you know, and just trailing along behind it. Oh, that makes sense too. But yeah. I don't know how that's faster than her. Yeah, is that better? Yeah, she can swim. The dolphin can swim. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's just tired from all that, like, you know what? standing Humans on the tail and talking to the duke. Humans can run. Horses can run. We still ride horses. Yeah. That's true, right? And mermaids are probably asking, how would a human ride a horse? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, they, Where do his legs go? Yeah, right. Exactly. It's stupid. The horses already have all those legs. So they make it back on the shore with the, with the help of the mermaid. Just barely. And then later, uh, Essie is stitching up Geralt's wound. Gotcha. Apparently, Geralt and Dandelion did a bad job of it. <laughs> like always. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Dandelion's career as a pearl diver was unsuccessful. Aww. <laughs> yeah, it turns all, out he all just... All that junk he found. It turns out not just any idiot can find pearls, and Dandelion is definitely an idiot, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But after Dandelion leaves, they find that that one, the one beautiful one that Dandelion got from those steps, actually does have a pearl into it. A big old pearl. A, yeah. B- a big blue one, yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Geralt gives it, well, Dandelion had intended to give that to Essie for her birthday anyway, so Geralt hands it to her, and Essie professes her love to Geralt, and he cannot reciprocate it. Yeah, so I was wondering about this, like, do you think, okay, so obviously Geralt is still obsessed with Yennefer, right? Yeah. Do you think that he doesn't have feelings for Essie, do you think he does have feelings for her and just can't, like, articulate it, or do you think he's just, it's more of like a... I am a witcher and I'm, you know, like, not meant for humans or something. Like, I, I, I kind of wonder. I think he's hung up on Yennefer. I think that's all it is. Because every time he talks about her smell of Verbena, yeah. he it's not quite as, like, what a guy, lilac and gooseberries. Yeah. Does anybody know what Verbena is? Yeah. It's it, yeah, it's lemony. Huh. I didn't know that. Now you know. That's just been another arm. It felt to me like this took a huge tone shift, like, away. Like, it basically started a second story. <clears throat> yeah, this... This is the stuff that I... It's, it's funny, this story has the stuff that I like the most about The Witcher and has the stuff that I like the least about The Witcher, which is relationship talk. Mm-hmm. Not just, like, I think it's boring because his relationships are not that complicated, but also it's not well written. It's not well... I don't really... It's really hard to figure out what they're actually saying to each other or what they actually mean. I don't... I, 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 uh, I think that it's subtle, but I don't know that it's necessarily badly written. I think it's just that... There's a lot of like context and reading between the lines that maybe it's hard to hard to suss out, but I think it's there, you know. I think it's going for kind of a like a poetic tone, and I I, I feel like it misses. Yeah. Maybe that's a translation. Yeah. Well, well this but, is what I was referencing earlier about like I had forgotten how much of this story was just those two talking at each other, mm-hmm. uh, and like I'm not sure who she is as a character because it started off when they introduced her I was like oh she's supposed to be like a female dandelion and then no, actually no she's sort of like what you know if dandelion's the horny bard she's like the female opposite of that and then then it turns out oh she's actually just like a lovesick teenager maybe like they couldn't yeah. he couldn't nail down like what she was supposed to be in the story and then oh because they also said like oh she's also super competent because she speaks elder speech and like knows how to sew you up but actually, she's like helpless. I don't. Yeah, I, I think that she is maybe all of those things. She's young, but she's she's no she she's well read. She knows a lot of things um, and has wide wide experience. So I don't know. I, I think she might just be complex, but it's hard to say. I feel like she's a character that is just there for Geralt to desire her. Yeah. You know, and I I feel like it's not really explained why he 
desires her. I don't think it's well explained why he doesn't want to get with her after she's into him too. Well, I think it's because Carol- well, he, he says he says he talks a lot about a little sacrifice, right? The name of the book, Everybody Drink, right? <laughs> he and, says that several times. And the, the the little sacrifice, I think, refers to having sex with her. It kind of well, does. He talks about that. He straight thought, up says, like, I could do her. And I thought it referred to having a relationship with somebody that you're not madly in love with. Mm, could right? be. Like, yeah. the, the, a little sacrifice would be uh, being with her even though he doesn't feel the same way that she does. Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and, but because he makes the same analogy that that's how Yennefer feels about him, right? He says, I, that's how Yennefer feels about me. She couldn't be with me the way I wanted her to be. That's the sacrifice. Yeah, could be. But I, I don't know. I think it's, I think, my read on this is that he is a man baby who does not know how to have relationships with people. He chases red flags like a bull, and Yennefer is waving those red flags all over. (laughs) I kind of feel like what he likes about Yennefer is that he can't have her, you know, because then he doesn't have to be a grown-up and have a relationship with somebody. I feel like Essie is actually the kind of person who would be great for Daryl. She's perfect for him. Oh my god, you know what it is? She travels, she's smart, she knows monsters. It's Archie with Betty and Veronica. Uh, yeah. Wait, so which one is she? Essie's no. the blonde like girl next door, and Veronica oh, is the unattainable, snooty, beautiful one. Yeah, I guess oh. kind of, yeah. Eh. But, but it felt a lot deeper in my when I was thinking about it than when I said it. <laughs> she is kind of the witcher of Riverdale High. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that uh, Geralt could do a lot worse than Essie. She's awesome. Yeah, she's great. In she, fact, she in fact, a lot better than him. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Like the the in fact, she's so cool that like after this conversation, when he's like, I don't know, she's like, oh, okay, cool. The, 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 I guess this isn't working out, and leaves. Right? Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't, you know, throw a fit or like break anything like he would like. <laughs> <laughs> it's curious. Like I'm curious if she's going to come back because at the very end they're like, oh, she's going to die in a few years, so whatever. Oh no, she doesn't. Like that. that that's the that's the thing. But, okay. Well, we should wait until we I was confused. Yeah, we'll talk about it at the end. Yeah, that's, that's a little while. So, later, the Duke refuses to pay Geralt again uh, because he didn't kill all the fish people that he found at the bottom of the ocean. He just, you know, told, told the Duke, don't fish there because mm-hmm. there's fish people that'll kill you. <laughs> and there's an ancient fish civilization, you know, from <laughs> unknown time. You know, right, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, why didn't you deal with it? Because, wait, what? No, because I'm, I'm just like one dude. Yeah. And so the Duke... Uh, I kind of admire his chutzpah, right? Like, he, he says, I'm not going to pay you, but I will make you the leader of my army to go kill all the fish people. Yeah, and uh, Geralt's like, go fuck yourself, because I have principles, and also I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Essie tears the Duke a new one. Uh, yeah, he, pretty the Duke there. tries to talk some shit, and Essie is just like, you know, a bard with a reputation for talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> and she, yeah, really, really rips him up and down. But she kind of lays out one of the big themes of The Witcher, which is that the you can never... You can never take over the ocean, right? You can never consume the whole ocean because there's always something out there you won't understand. Like, that's, that is the limit of human's capacity, right? Yeah. There's always going to be the mystery. There's always going to be the danger out there outside the rules of the law of the world. And the Duke says, no, there's not. I'm going to make an army and I'm going to go kill everything in the ocean. It's like something about, like, the inexorable progress of man or, like, you know, man versus nature or whatever. I don't know. But, yeah. But then it walks to the mermaid with a brand new set of legs and, like, that conversation's over. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm not sure what the message is here, is what I'm saying. And her attributes are still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's got so really awesome. a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. like just barely. Like, just like, just an imps, probably. But like, still, yeah. <laughs> I assume they're seashells, right? Isn't that sort of standard? No, no, that's when she's a mermaid. Now that she's a human, she's probably got like, she you know, strips of fabric. Like she only has the seashells down by the seashore. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that way. Somebody sold them, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
But then she appeals to the Duke's heart, right? Because she says that she has made this little sacrifice to be his, to get legs, which I think is a huge sacrifice. I'd much rather have a, a tail like a I fish. I mean, they, didn't, we, didn't they just get finished talking about how the ocean is this vast place that's like a hundred times the size of land, mm-hmm. and now she's stuck on the land? Yeah, but the ocean, we've determined, is full of murderous fish people. Yeah, but <laughs> she's, a, she's, just, she's a fish people, too. She seems like she's doing fine. I predict this relationship lasts exactly as long as it takes her to learn how humans reproduce. <laughs> <laughs> she's like... <laughs> Squatting on the ground, just like any, uh, you know, you gonna, you know. There was an exact future on the episode about this. Oh yeah, I was wondering if we were gonna reference it because yeah. yeah, like the, I just imagine her doing the, the Philip J. Fry and running away. <laughs> what you gotta deposit your eggs in there? You're in the- <laughs> but she does appeal to his heart, and she says that you know we can. Our worlds can live together if we're willing to make a little sacrifice, right? That's that's the theme. She Fine. looks right at the camera and says. <laughs> yeah. Something, something, the motion of the ocean. Figure it out. And uh, so that's it. That's that's the end of that story. I assume the Duke didn't massacre all the fish people or get massacred by them. No, he's, he's busy banging a mer... Wait, just a maid? I guess he's just a maid now. Just, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lady wait, do you think maid. she's still green? Uh, oh. Yeah, she's still tinted. I mean, okay, the, okay. the green boobs were a big part of the package. I, that's, what I th- I, that's what I think. I think, like, he was in the green boobs. So as long she's, as she's, she's, green she's boobs. got green hair, but they don't say what her okay. skin looks like. Mm-hmm. Probably still green. Let's hope. Yeah. Otherwise, this isn't going to work. So Geralt and Dandelion and Essie travel on a little bit. Uh, Essie's still sort of pining for Geralt, and he's just not that into her. Yeah. Uh, and then Dandelion... Uh, Demands that they sit down and talk to each other like grown-ups. Oh, that's not what he says. He yeah. says, talk it out and then fuck it out. Well, no, he says, he says, do it. Yeah. Is, uh-huh. it, is that a euphemism? I couldn't tell. No, no yeah, he's, definitely. He was very oh, yeah. was a go have sex yeah. right now. Because yeah. he's like, I'm going to leave and you guys go do it. Like, he was very obvious. He's putting the sock on he, the door. He, he, <laughs> says, he says, talk first, but then fuck. Like, he's the both See, of I don't, but Geralt's Expressly. Whole, the, the, why was Geralt saying this whole thing before about how I can't, I can't make a little sacrifice for you because whatever. But I he's seen the little sacrifice now. Now he's willing to oh, have sex with this okay. awesome lady. Is that what happened? So he, he learned a lesson and now he's willing to throw her one? <laughs> <laughs> Give a dog a bone. I mean, I've, I've been waiting all week to hear, like, what's your, what's your take on this character? Which one? Essie? Yeah. I mean, she's too good for him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, 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 think, she, I think she's great. Uh, and, and she has, like, she's expecting way more of Geralt, like, expecting this ancient mutant to have the emotional maturity of someone older than 15, which he definitely <laughs> doesn't, you know? Uh, he just doesn't. So, but, but yeah, um, they talk and they bang. And, yeah, they and then do. she's fine. Until she dies four years later. Yeah, such like a this weird thing. That's yeah. what I was just saying. And you guys were like, <laughs> no, that's what he's, he's, he's saying. They never see each other again. Yeah. It says that. Yeah. I was like, so what? Why, said, what? Why did they bring her up? So that's why I thought that they didn't have sex because I thought it was like they sit down and they have an adult relationship talk, and Geralt explains his hangups, and they and they have a heart to heart, but and they and that is, and that's why they can't, you know, get together. But they're all buddies now, and there's no hard feelings. And then they all literally go all three of their separate ways. And then Dandelion writes a song about this, and it specifically says he does not put in the song that she died four years later of a plague. Yeah. Why would you put that in the song? It's such a weird ending to the story, too. Just like, like, again, we had a story about people. We had a story about ancient fish monsters. We had a story about, like, the progress of man and maybe, like, him being emotionally immature. Also, one of the characters dies, because fuck you. Mm -hmm. For no reason. Well, yeah, I guess I mean what it's really about is emotional maturity, right? Like that—that's that's my read. Like you, emotional maturity is making a little sacrifice for other people. So I'm not up with the the most popular culture thing, but was she fridged? Is that what fridging is? 
Fridging is when the bad guy kills her to to make the hero mad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If, if Geralt had any reaction to her death at all, then it might be fridging. But no, she just dies. Oh, okay. It felt very Eastern European or Russian of like, yeah, this person you love, they die. <laughs> that that was actually ceremoniously. It's like this this story has like a happy ending until you realize, oh wait, everyone dies in the story. Reminder, there you go. Like it actually kind of made it made me a little sad actually because I, I I liked her character. I was like, oh, she's cool. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, we're just killing her. Okay. Yeah. Because she's a human, you know. Like it's the thing, right? That's why a Witcher can't be with Question. a human. Can sorcerers or sorceresses cast plagues? Cast plagues? Oh, yes. Jennifer. <laughs> Come on, shit. Jennifer. No, you're right. She oh, probably just shit. tossed some bodies in the town well or something. That's true. It wouldn't take much, would it? No. I believe it. Yeah, I, I, I would not put that past Jennifer. Absolutely not. I was really disappointed. I thought she was going to become like a female dandelion and just mm-hmm. keep popping up randomly. Yeah, I know. There. Me too. I would love that. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. But no, she's, yeah, she's super dead. Never in she, she comes in and makes fun of Geralt, you know, you could have had me, whatever, you know, like tweaks him like Dandelion does. Yeah. That would be good. But, no. Nope. I, yeah, I think it's going for sort of a, I don't know, a, a mythic tone. Yeah, right? it felt that way, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the idea of, of, at the end of this story, Dandelion is sitting by the fire composing a ballad that's like, you know, it's just like kind of evolves organically about their story, but not like... The way it could have been, not what it also, what it was. I guess it's also like and then a, a werewolf shows up. And it's like, huh? Oh, nice song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another random play. You know what the story means? Werewolf. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. There's a werewolf in the last paragraph. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with anything. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, it's I, I, a good story actually. I it was. It. I did enjoy it. I, I I enjoyed all aspects of this. I I know Jeff that the relationship stuff is not your cup of tea, but I actually enjoyed yeah. this particular like interaction just because I, I like the character Essie so much. Yeah, I, I like characters that, that take the piss out of Geralt. Yeah. I think she did a good job of. Yeah, she was, like Alice said, way too good for him, you know? Yeah. yeah. But she, you know, she liked him and, and you know, they had a good time, I guess. But and she got the sweet-ass pearl. She did get a really good pearl out yeah. of it. Uh, and had it for the rest of her life. All yeah. four years. Not all that all long. Four, yeah. She wasn't old either, right? She was pretty young, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dandelion said she was older than she looked, but we didn't get any more than that. Oh, okay. But he's, he also referred to her as, like, a little sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sad. Yeah. yeah. But I, but overall, yeah, I enjoyed this story. I think out of all the... Because uh, I've read all the short stories, no spoilers, but out of all of them, I enjoyed this one the most. I enjoyed it less re-listening to it, <laughs> because <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed the the parts of it that was not the relationship pining, but the other parts of Essie's character were very entertaining, and it was very cool, and it... It's something that, like, I found. I remember reading and finding inspiring for for running D and D and stuff. Again, like the world building you talked about was very good and very like cool and made me want to learn more. And like all the little elements were there, but man, it bummed me out in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> it bummed me out at the end. Actually, this story had so many of those different points. Like we didn't even mention it, but after they they leave Lord Agaval, um, like. They're trying. They find a ferryman who's like oh, yeah. freaking the fuck <laughs> so out. So drunk he's, or something. He's yeah. so drunk, but he's also like seen some shit, yeah. and he's just there like saying a word that sounds like boog or something. Yeah, like that. staring like, off into space like what's even or going something? on there? Like and the <laughs> werewolf. Like what? Just all this random shit in this world. Yeah, yeah. this is why people die in this world all the time. <laughs> Everywhere, every every corner has nightmares. Not to tie it back to everything, but I, again, the, the, I remember specifically listening to that story again with the, the drunk ferryman being like, "This is the guy." The the party asked, "What's the ferryman's name?" And the DM was like, 
I don't know, and just made a sound that he can't talk. He doesn't want to make a memorable character. <laughs> no, he can't talk. He doesn't want to be friends with you. <laughs> He's drunk, and he just says, Borg, over. Ask him a question, he says, Borg. <laughs> What's his name? Borg. All right, fine, Borg, we'll leave him alone. <laughs> uh, so that's, oh, good. So that, it wasn't me that made the analogy of these books to games this time. No, it's, it, this was a very, very, very inspirational D&D quest with a lot of relationship talk mixed in. So, that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to talk about The Sword of Destiny, the fifth story in The Sword of Destiny. I'm Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe and Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those, but I don't know if you want to say something. I'm Brandon Sullivan. I'm Alice's husband. Won't be here next time. <laughs> <laughs> A special thanks to our, our guest witcher expert, Brandon Sullivan. <laughs> If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. That's, that's the, the Wituation. <laughs> it's better with four.